Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint XP Podcast. Check out our international radio show and daily podcast at CheckpointXP.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Hey, welcome into the Checkpoint XP podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery, exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint XP radio show. This show name is set to change at some point. We're still, yeah, we're still working on that part of it. It will become Checkpoint AFK, but uh, this is the show where we talk about things that aren't video games or video game adjacent yeah. topics. Right. Yeah. Talk about lifestyle sort of uh, yeah. uh, topics here on uh, the Checkpoint XP podcast. However, we normally reserve this first segment. Oh, uh, here God. we go again. No, for Apple Podcasts. Hold reviews. on. Hold on. I have one. <laughs> I do. You don't get to review the show. No, you? no, no. Not as an I have oh. a review. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what, Robbie, don't it does clip, not count don't if you cl- do it. Don't clip the host, man. Sorry. Continue, Nate. Well, God. I'm glad Robbie has <laughs> a review to share with us today, but I have another one. Oh, thank you. Oh, we have. Okay. <laughs> An just Philbin ass. <laughs> You've done this to me a couple of times during actual segments yeah. on the show, so I do not want to hear it at all from yeah, you. Yeah, I do that yeah. sometimes. <clears throat> Some of those list readings. Oh, yeah. Swear to Every God. Time. No, Every no. time. Today's review comes to us from Samson215215. I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> What's that from? Half baked. Is it? Oh my god! Oh, you're right. That was uh, Dave Chappelle's character, right? It was. It was. Uh, so yes, today's review comes to us from Samson two one five two one five five star review. Hey, so thank you for the five stars. And he says. I'm sick of being yelled at. <laughs> Good. It's Good. working. All right. It means that what we're doing is yeah. working. Maybe we will continue Robbie, to yell. Robbie, was your review more substantive? Hey, no, 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 no. I'm not. That was just the title. Oh, oh, I thought that was the whole thing. No. Which that would have been great. Samson215215 says, hey, guys, love the show. I found the show by accident on ESPN 97.5. Yes, that is the best way. I love hearing that. That, I love that lets hearing us that. know people are listening. Yeah, by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Still a listener. I find your discussions thought-provoking and interesting. You guys actually inspired me to start my own podcast yeah. and hope to have the same success, uh, success as y'all. Well, now you're competition, Samson. You should have stayed in your damn lane. Uh, I hope y'all continue with the great success, by the way. What happened to Norris dressing up for a certain number of reviews? You guys are so far behind that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. haven't, Y'all lost. I I haven't say, mentioned it because we haven't, we're nowhere near. And I'm, we pretty, are, I'm pretty sure uh, Halloween was the deadline. Yeah, we're six mm-hmm. days from Halloween, and uh, you guys got a few to go yet. So 155 reviews of the Checkpoint XP podcast. You need, I think you need to get to 200 for the Checkpoint XP podcast, and I think it and was... 50 for the Daily Show. And, yeah. and the Daily Show sitting at 48. So, well, yeah. look the like Daily Show happened. might make it. I mean, yeah. So, what are you going to do? A half costume? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you right. know what? Fine. If, if if they get those two dailies by Halloween, we'll do diva makeup on you for a day. How about that? 
All right, fuck it. So, all right, uh, there you go. With uh, the, with two, the little, yeah, the little pink. I like things. It. <laughs> two reviews. Oh, we just need two reviews over on the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast. But you know what? We'll take two reviews on this show as well. Yes, you please. can do that by searching Checkpoint XP on Apple Podcasts. It's the only podcast platform that allows you to review, and it helps other people find the show so you do actually help us out quite a bit by going and uh, reviewing checkpoint xp or checkpoint xp daily also checkpoint xp on campus that's right is officially available on itunes that's right i listened to it oh man the show or the apple podcast i should say the show, it's not itunes anymore the show this week was so good it's a very good show uh, uh tell everyone what uh what was on this week's Checkpoint yeah XP so podcast. this week we talked about uh, the washington post did a feature piece on uh harrisburg university which has become one of the best esports programs in the country in like a year and a half this is their second year as an esports program. Wow, uh, a fairly new university as well. So uh, they definitely have uh, taken it to the next level. And we talked to two players, two Hearthstone players from American University, who took part in that uh, big uh, Hong Kong protest uh, that got them suspended. From there you go, Hearthstone. So if you want the uh, latest in collegiate esports news headlines and uh, discussion, make sure you subscribe to Checkpoint XP on campus that is also now available at apple Podcasts. but again uh leave us reviews for any of those shows all you got to do is search checkpoint xp on apple podcasts and so, on spotify do, do, oh yeah uh, it's it's available in a number of different places i'm just saying that the only place we can get reviews back uh so, th- so, th- so this yeah, other sure. review that we got they had a problem leaving it on itunes so they had left it on uh youtube and then i told them to send it to me it's a long one, though. Do we want to do it today, or do we want to save it? Yeah, whatever. No, I, you know what? At the pace that we've been getting Apple Podcast reviews, <laughs> I feel like maybe we should set that one aside. Okay, I'm I think that's fair. Aside, we'll read it next week. We'll read it next week. Because Remind me, because I'm likely to forget about it. I, I have, I, yeah, I have a feeling that when I go to look next week, that uh, it's down. You know, we're yeah. gonna have to yelp again. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get frustrated. Don't. All right. Make us have to yell at you. We only, we only we hurt, love you. Don't make us hurt you. We only hurt you because we love you. Yeah. That is not that. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. Listen, I'm going to go get a, a, a pillowcase and fill it full of oranges. No, okay? no, 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 no. Put no. some potatoes in there, too, for a little bit of distant, different <laughs> nah. consistency. Cans, cans of tuna fish. <laughs> That will kill somebody. Maybe you cannot. You cannot. They should have left a review, Joseph. See, that's why. That's why you use fruit because it doesn't leave bruises. Yeah. So, so say. Yeah. I was just saying, like Bing Cosby. Yeah. I was, I've sure. heard that before, but I got to tell you something. I don't know that I believe in that. You know what? Um, Bing Crosby. I'm pretty sure was the one who. <laughs> Mr. Blinks in the chat has said, uh, and the reason Nate is still single. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, listen, uh, leave us some uh, Apple uh, Apple podcast reviews so that we can read it here on the show and uh, we don't have to turn back into the heel version of this segment where we just yell at you the whole time. <laughs> so uh, coming up today on Checkpoint XP Daily, uh, Martin Scorsese 
has been talking a whole bunch of mess. Henry and Francis Ford Coppola. Has been talking even more mess. Yeah. Really? Fra- oh, yeah. Francis jumped in on this, too. Oh, did you, you sure not did. hear that? I did. Oh. Yeah, Franny C. He's in we'll, on it. We'll talk about it. No All one's right. ever called him that, ever. <laughs> Franny C. Franny C. No, I like it. That's what I'm calling him from now on. Yeah. Until he takes that shit back. Yeah, I guess. And Marty Score Baby. There we <laughs> Marty go. Marty Score Baby. <laughs> as long I like as, it. As long as we're just being completely irreverent with their names, why not just yeah. go all the way with yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about their dumb comments coming up today here on the Checkpoint XP podcast. Stick around. This is Checkpoint XP, esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Before we get into the discussion, real quick, I want to uh, remind you guys to make sure you check out some of the other great shows on B Pod Studios. Uh, Nerd Radio and Geek Culture Congress are two shows you can find not just on B Pod Studios, but also streaming live at our Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. Make sure you subscribe to them. Check them out over at B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Um, So, yeah, are we really that surprised that men as old as Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola don't understand superhero movies? Because these two famous windbags have been out there on social media or in the media or wherever the hell. I don't know. Where, Wherever where, you can talk to them. Yeah. Uh, as They've been talking about superhero movies as if they like they shouldn't be mentioned in the same breath See, as their great work. I'm, I'm not surprised that they think this way. I'm surprised that they're as disrespectful about it as they were. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, because it's one thing to feel how you'll feel about it. I mean, I, I can understand why certain people want to make the distinction between clear fucking Oscar bait ass movies and Marvel movies, or or let's just say big budget action flicks, Marvel movies, fast movies. Your summer blockbusters. Summer blockbusters, whatever, right? But I, I still think, as Robbie said, the level of disrespect, though, that goes into it because at the bare minimum when you hear people poo-poo certain genres there's still usually a backhanded sort of like but the people who work on them are really great and you know that's still our industry and they're pushing the boundaries of effects and all this stuff there's usually something to go along with it and both of these guys basically were like it's not let me let me let me give you the let me give you the quotes here real quick yes please so so scorsese started it all off and he said i don't see them i tried you know but that's not cinema Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances. There's your backhanded Hold comment. On, uh, no, no, no. Uh, under the, the circumstances as if these motherfuckers is bumming. Yeah. No, dude. They counting them checks, yeah. bro. Friday but, but, the 13th was the best you could do under the circumstances. But, but the hell? He says the closest he can compare them to is theme parks. He goes, it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being and then he followed that comment up a few days later saying that Marvel movies should not even be allowed in cinemas. Like in a theater? Yeah. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That is literally the dumbest you know, thing I've they, ever heard. They only make a bajillion dollars. I, like, yeah, like 
Are you just trying to ruin the industry that basically made you? First, like, talk about an already I'm, dying dude, industry. Theaters are struggling as is, and, dude. And and that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm the dude that watches most of my superhero movies on planes. Like, yes, I'm like almost the last person that you would see going to a superhero movie in the theater. Nate, okay? you have literally made the distinction that I will watch this movie if I'm trapped at 35,000 feet in the air for three plus hours. And almost under no other circumstances. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Yeah. No, and, and but that's the thing, though, is that, like, how can you... How can you look at, like, when you look at this objectively, how can you go, well, they shouldn't be in movie theaters because of how much damn business they do? Like, honestly, the the, the oh, financial no, no. aspect of that alone would have put AMC theaters out of business years ago. Hold on. First of all, okay, because I had to go back because I know there are certain things that Scorsese made that I love, you know. Oh, ra- sure. Raising Bull, The Color of Money, Goodfellas, all that stuff. Gangs right? of New York. Right, Gangs of New York. But this is also the same motherfucker who made, like, The Aviator and, Whoa. like... You know, all right. Hugo. All right, first so of all, it's like so. The, so the fact that you know, people, Shutter Island. Yeah, people are not beating down the door to go see your fucking movies. And so the, here's here's what it, it, what makes me sort of angry is because it invalidates an argument or a stance that I can somewhat understand, which is the argument of. Yes, comic book films fundamentally are there to convey something else other than, you know, these sort of than other, just raw human raw emotion. Human emotion. Where if I go and I go to watch something like, I don't know, fucking Pride and Prejudice or something like that, right? I know I'm going to try to see some acting ass acting. That's what I'm going to say. Or I go to a play. I'm going to see some acting ass acting. Some I want Meryl Streep yes, level shit. Meryl Streep level shit. I want to see somebody do all... I want to see somebody bust out crying for no reason. Pop a vein see, in their head. Pop a vein. I want to see all kinds of really great emotive acting. That's why Norris hates Paul Rudd. Yes. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> but... You ain't getting that from he Paul doesn't, right? He doesn't want somebody on screen that's just like... I'm I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. absolutely What's not. Up? But <laughs> I'm not going to a Marvel movie for any of that. No, I'm yeah. going to see superhero shit. No, and, and that's why Scorsese's upset because if it wasn't for superhero shit, you'd be going and watching more of his stuff. No, well, I, I wouldn't because I didn't go to the movies before the superhero shit. Ooh. And that's really it because yeah, he doesn't have a problem with superhero movies. He has a problem with them being incredibly popular. Yep, same reason that Jennifer Aniston came out and made comments about how she wishes there were more movies like Love Actually that she could act in. That's beside the point. I have two things to say to Martin. Yeah, no one, no one yeah. else wishes that there were more movies yep. like Love Actually. Yeah. So two things with Martin. The first of first reason that I can't take anything that he says seriously is before he was in the headlines for this, he was in the headlines for criticizing Netflix movies for being up for awards. Says they have no place there. But the Academy came out and goes, actually, they do. And now mm-hmm. he has The Irishman coming out on Netflix soon. His very first Netflix movie. Yeah, well, because my right, cool. Netflix threw the bag at him. And and again, that's why it all boils down to people's pocketbooks and their own self-interest. And that's why this, this comment yeah, is but, stupid. But it, here's the thing, though, is that like the types of movies that Scorsese and even Coppola were making... You know, 10, 
20, 30 years ago are not the types of movies that if they were in theaters now, people would be flocking to go see. No. And that is, I think, really where their ego ends up, like winds up getting bruised and really where the emotive part of this comes from is they know that if they, you know, if Scorsese had made Taxi Driver in 2019, it'd be called the Joker and yeah, it would make tons you. of fucking money. So <laughs> well, that's, that's the, here, that, here's, but, here's the thing, though, and what Nate, what you're getting at exactly. As much as I love the movie Goodfellas, I think it's an incredible movie, but I'm telling you, if that movie comes out in 2019, it's not nearly as popular as it was when it came but out dude, in 2019. Who's, 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 see, who's seeing films? Raging Bull in 2019? No one. Come on. But it's a, But the thing is, is that's true of all film. It's not necessarily something that's true of those types mm-hmm. of movies. Right. And, People and, are going to these theaters because the big budget action film experience is best experience in, in a, a theater. theater. Well, but, but also to that point, you can still have those and, and the type of experiences that they're talking about can still be in those. You take Gangs of New York, you make it today and set it in the X-Men universe... How is that movie any different? Except it's fucking the, better now. But the point, but the <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I'm know if wrong. you can make. I don't know if you can no, make games in New York too much better. I have no yeah. idea what the hell you are talking but the, about. But me, Every, same thing. But people have mutant abilities. No, that's Robbie. Shut up. No, that's awesome. anyway. No, but the what whole, the fuck awesome. are you he talking about? It's, awesome. it's not even a that real is, point. That's a, that's a horrible point. My point. I can't. I can't just let that go. No, it's a. T- isn't that a terrible point? It is terrible. But the. I'm, I'm pointing this way. I'm turning my chair and <laughs> pointing you. this way at Joe and Nate. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that if if this is really the crux of the argument and this is why they're upset, then why are they not pointing their ire at Netflix, Amazon, HBO, all these other at-home video on-demand services? They can't. Because they can't. That, no, no. Because that is where the vast majority of content consumerism is going. People are not going to the movie theaters because they can get movie level shit at home. Right. And, and, and there's, there's a couple of very important points that you brought up in there. Uh, the first is that you're right. Things like super, these huge, elaborate blockbusters, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they were like Jurassic Park or, you know what I mean? Lord of the Rings. Right. Like it's, it's still like that kind of like that same space that superhero Mm -hmm. films largely inhabit Mm -hmm. today. And you can kind of put, you know, Star Wars or any of these huge sci-fi and fantasy spectacle movies in there. Right. So, you know, the movies like, you know, your your taxi driver or your raging bull, they work just as well delivered in a home format through streaming. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you don't see Francis Ford Coppola or Martin Scorsese going after those services is really those services are saving their jobs. Mm-hmm. Because if, it, you know, like if the theaters die and movies stop getting made, they what do they do? No one's paying them yep. an exorbitant amount of money to make their art anymore. Yeah. They just become another one of the unwashed masses flocking to YouTube to hope that people watch their dumb shit. Well, which is why I think this whole argument is misguided. It's not. First of all, Marvel movies, as Joe pointed out, are one of the main reasons why people are even going to theaters. Marvel Multiple films, times. Marvel films and horror films. Period. That's it. 
That's what people are going for. Even, Star Wars, Marvel films, horror films. I, 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 I even put horror, family films on Even this horror films, I'm not even sure about. But they, kids movies, I think, do better movies, yes, than yes. horror films. Yeah, you're do. right. You're but, right. But Disney, I, think, I, is, I think you're saying that literally because we're in October. No, nah, I'm saying that because stuff like It was so huge and, uh, you know, a few other can, films over the I think you can kind of put that into the same category as like a summer blockbuster. That's fair. Yeah. Well, That's I mean, fair. a lot of times the biggest horror movies now do come out over the summer i mean yeah. the, in the two big remember the two biggest months for uh horror movies i believe is august and december yeah or jan it's either december or january most horror movies don't yeah, come out there's, in October. It's, it, it's actually you're right because a lot of horror movies either come out around christmas yeah for mm-hmm. some right around christmas fucking reason yep uh because people spend money yeah and i think it's i i don't know august i think it's actually july july yeah it's either july or august i mean mean, it's the summer people are walking around and also spending money exactly there are very few movies that are worth going to see in the theater and it's because the home viewing experience has gotten so good it's the same problem that traditional sports leagues are facing nowadays totally Mm -hmm. why the hell am i gonna pay money to go sit around people have you been around people they're awful i mean the worst honestly think about the last couple of uh, theater experiences that we've had and then brought to the show i mean god damn i had a dude remove his his shoes one of you guys had a dude remove his shoes and socks yep. yeah, i had a happens. guy open his pants oh. yeah yeah no so, i mean it's, exactly it's terrible dude. unless there is a major selling point for going to a theater like something like like uh end game right avengers mm-hmm. end game See the, it in theater and find the, the best IMAX screen you can. And not man. just the IMAX experience, the collective experience. Yeah, right, for, yeah, you yeah. Know, the collective Star gasp Wars, and cheers. Star and, Wars, yeah. total collective experience. Right. You want to go because a bunch of people are going to be there that love it just as much as you, and you're right. going to experience something collectively. And the part that, you know, about Netflix and all that stuff is, you know, the film uh, Roma came out on Netflix, that, gorgeous. That, that was the one that Scorsese was like, shouldn't be getting awards because it was made on Netflix or made absolutely for ridiculous, gorgeous, awesome, beautifully crafted film. But take a movie like La La Land, right? Objectively, a great movie. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you go see it in theaters? I what are you honestly getting out of seeing it in theaters that you wouldn't get at home? I, it's nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the point. And that's what I'm saying and, is that yeah, Roma I mean, had a limited run in theaters and I didn't go see it in theaters because I knew it wouldn't add anything to the film. Dude, you can only sell $3,000 home entertainment systems to people for so long before they go, well, it's almost just as good here. Like, why am I bothering to pay $19 a ticket to go see it at a theater? You're right. It's the collective experience. It's the 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 feeling the wanting the, there's there's an element of FOMO in there yeah. you know um if, uh, if it weren't for summer blockbusters the movie theater would be dead oh, oh it would not without a doubt today. I'm sure sorry. without a doubt I, I mean you could you could show Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese movies in in theaters back to back across the fucking country yeah uh, if you don't have you know Endgame or uh, you know the latest Marvel movie yeah there's no way listen do, do they honestly think that their work is somehow so much more worthy of um, I, I can answer being that. exhibited the answer, is, the answer is yes they absolutely believe that uh, we, we, we forgot Coppola's uh, uh, comment that he had made after Scorsese oh, he God. says Martin was being kind when he said it wasn't cinema he didn't say it was despicable which is what I say he actually says the Marvel movies and, and blockbusters are despicable. And see, to me, if 
Okay, all right, all right, all right, Coppola, make a fucking good movie after 1997 and we'll talk. Well, and not just that, why would you come out and say these things? Because, first of all, Marvel films have had some of the best actors of our generation in all of them. You know what I mean? Some A person like Tilda Swin- Swinton, right? Yeah. You know, yellow face aside. But... Let's say somebody like Tilda Swinton, who everybody admits is an amazing actor, amazing character actor, amazing method actor, right? Will fully commit to whatever role that she's involved in, right? Who, who by the way, if Moira from Overwatch ever had to be played by anybody, oh, it's her hands it's, down. It's Tilda Swinton. But you really think that somebody like her, who takes her craft very seriously, would then want to work with somebody who says that Marvel films are despicable? And yet you have played a major role in them. I think it's the most short-sighted shit. Because if well, I'm Robert in a Marvel Dunn, movie, I think owes, owes the resurgence but, of his career to yeah, Marvel But if movies. I'm in a Marvel film, why would I ever want to go and work with any of these cats? Because I've Cop- sat there and secured this hellified bag from these Marvel films. And now my career is on a whole nother plateau because of it. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm of the opinion that, listen, these guys are so old and have a track record of making shitty films for the last 10 years. Uh, Why would I want to work? Why would I want to work with Francis Ford Coppola in 2019? You know what it feels like? Francis Ford Coppola was the executive producer on Jeepers Creepers 2. Don't talk to me about despicable filmmaking. Francis. For real. And I hate to say this about somebody from from Michigan, but shut up. The the last movie that he made that that he directed that I enjoyed was the Rainmaker in 1997 that had Matt Damon and Danny DeVito in it, and it was about lawyers. Uh, it, you're going to get 50-50 on that from most people. Yeah, because yeah, the last right? one for me is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That, Which, I mean, a great movie. I love it. But Actually, yeah. yeah but if you're you right. Ma- if that's you ha- it. But if you haven't made anything relevant, and it's not like he hasn't made anything since then, we've got Distant Vision, Twixt, Tetro, uh, Youth Without Youth, Jack? Really? You made Jack and you want to talk to me about cinema? Listen, yeah. after, Come on. after, hold on, I, I go on a, on a limb and say after Dracula, his daughter's the better filmmaker. Oh, God, yeah. Even before Dracula, she was probably the better filmmaker. His daughter's the better filmmaker, I so. Look, I gotta look up what Scorsese has made recently. Oh, um, dude! I think the, the the he did the Departed, which he did the Departed, is amazing, yeah, objectively. Great movie. Great movie. Um, That's fair. So, the Wolf um, of Wall Street. Oh yeah, actually, I love that too. Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, he Shutter Island did okay, but it was I thought it was goddamn hey, garbage. Dude, I called the the uh, the plot twist in that from the freaking. Um, Previews and was like, I have no need to go and watch it now. Uh, yeah, like uh, he, did, you're right. He did Gangs of New York. He also did The Aviator, which was objectively really, terrible, really bad. Martin Scorsese looks like older Eugene Levy, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate. He looks yeah. like Eugene Levy's dad, doesn't he? But the, but 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 my, my he, no, he looks like Eugene Levy's older brother. Yeah, yeah. there you go. But I, I think this just stems to this whole concept and this whole thing of what it feels like a greater thing that's happening in society and I hate to say this of like this baby boom generation refusing to let go of 
anything. <laughs> no, there is and, a, there is some old man yelling at clouds well, not, here. But not just that. Is that I think that there's something very special about this generation in particular because there's a natural old people wanting to hang on to what they know and young people bringing in some new shit. That's the ebb and flow of everything, right. right? What is what is old will become new once more and what is new will become old. And the thing is, is that it feels like in this day and time, more and more a unwillingness for this generation to seed anything or say anything positive about anything anyone younger than them is doing. Yeah. And it is incredibly fucking frustrating when marvel films and young filmmakers dude if you want to tell me that ryan coogler didn't do anything fucking special with black panther fuck you (laughs) dude one of my favorite pictures that came out of captain marvel was that little girl standing in front of the cardboard cutout just like reaching up towards it and it's like tell me this doesn't matter yeah Yeah. screw you guys and it's the fact that the only thing you've done was make other fucking italian dudes feel great well this like that (laughs) that was that was it this feels an awful lot like like this is, had to be what it was like in like the 30s and 40s when sound started coming in and you had a bunch of actors who went out of work because they couldn't they, they had voice, voices they had a terrible voice this has got to be exactly what that was like but, right but the but the difference is is that i i feel like there was still a certain level of no who doesn't who doesn't want to hear it you know what i mean like people just went of course i want to hear what they're saying instead of having to fucking read it yeah, yeah. i want to hear it yeah i want it in color <laughs> yeah, yeah. But th- like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I want special effects. Why wouldn't I? Like, these are all logical things. And now that the technology has finally caught up to the ability for us to recreate some of the stories that we've loved for generations. Right. This isn't 2002 where if you do the special effects, it's going to look like ass. Right. Yeah. Those, a- those days have passed. Yeah. Now, we-, we literally all watched the trailer for Captain Marvel and went, hey, they can finally do a Dragon Ball Z movie. We can finally have a Super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah. Because it looks good now. And that has no place in theaters, Joe. Clearly it doesn't. I, I, but that's, listen, that's, I think that that is such a lazy argument. To go, oh, well, it, you know, just because I didn't grow up with it or I didn't pay any, pay it any attention or give it any value to, to say that it has no value for other people or audiences when listen, people vote with their wallet. Yeah, the money that they the make money is undeniable. Yeah. The money that it makes basically is a fuck you to, all, to both of these statements. Which, even, by the way, dude, which if, you can't do that. DC movies do okay enough that they keep making them. Better than anything in terms of box office that any, either one of them has made in the past decade. Dude, this is such a, it's such a, like, tri- it's so obvious that that's a personal axe that they're grinding. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you wanted Franny C to call uh, Marvel movies, you know, despicable, literally, you could have gone the easy route and just said they're made by Disney. Like, if you want to go that route, no one can argue that. But the, but yeah, the, Disney's evil. But sure. the point is, but, but the point them. is, it's still <laughs> such a such a garbage and trash argument. And I'm sorry, these these films can't make that much money and not also be loved by the people who love your movies too. The, the yeah. best meaning, picture I saw of it old was uh, Statler and Waldorf from yeah. the Muppets, and it just has Coppola and Scorsese written under. I'm like, yep, yeah. that's what's happening. 100%. Pretty much, except where Statler and Waldorf were usually making fun of things that were actually bad. 
They're not. Fair enough. All right, we're going to take a break here on the Checkpoint XP podcast. When we come back, uh, we're actually going to figure out what we're going to talk about during the break. So we'll you'll find out when we come back here in a moment on the Checkpoint XP podcast. This is Checkpoint XP, esports and gaming radio. CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Before we continue on with our discussion about Marvel movies, uh, I want to uh, remind you that we do have a shop where you can pick up tons of Checkpoint XP swag. Uh, We've got uh, the stuff for Checkpoint XP, low team damage, uh, the other identity. Plus, we've got uh, an exclusive design. That's available only through the end of the month, so make sure you get it. They're eight bit versions of us. They're really cute. I know. Check I mean, them out. Yeah, check it out. Unlike us. Checkpointxp.com slash shop. Okay, so now that we have thoroughly um, discredited the old dudes. I, I was I was going to say uh, assaulted the elderly. All right, that's fine, too. Yeah. Okay, well, wait a minute. Now, that might sound Nailed wrong it. when you when, when we play that no, one back. No, we kicked the canes over, baby. It's time to roll. Damn. Now, 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 that we've, now that we've verbally assaulted uh, boomers... Yeah, there that, you that's go. fine. I'm good with that one. Um, settle down, old man. It's not like they don't deserve it. Yeah, no, they should all settle down. Yeah, every last one of. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about Marvel movies because you know the way that. Let's prove fr- our point. Fr- Franny Ford and. Uh, Scorchezy. Scorchezy. I like yes. it. I like it. The way that Franny Ford and Scorchezy were were making Marvel movies out to, you know, well, not Marvel movies, but really all superhero films mm-hmm. out to be was, you know, just only playing for the, um, you know, the, 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 the reaction of the audience, yeah. right? Like that, that they're just, the they're just, yeah, they're the just lowest common denominator. Yeah, exactly. Right. They, they, don't, that they don't go any deeper, right? Cause that's, 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 I, I, I that's the subtext there, right? Is yeah. that their films have a level of depth that superhero films could never achieve. And I'm a, and I'm gonna throw a wrench in that right now with one character and that is Killmonger. And that is because the exploration of his character is so emotional to somebody like me because black folks usually operate of one of two modes. Either it's, hey, I was I live in this society and I function in it or I reject this wholly and I I'm, I'm, I become radical and I hate everything that this society is built upon. And to see both of those things represented with respect on a screen was amazing to me because that had never ever in my life ever been represented to that level especially in an action film and Killmonger's last line of if you bury me throw me at sea you put me with my ancestors the ones that would rather die than live in bondage and I was just like I'm done I'm done I'm out (laughs) and it was just it happened and I was like if you want to tell me that that topic couldn't be explored, the concept of black imperialism? Whoa, hold on, whoa. That, come on, man. Come on. Uh, and come on, buddy. C- c- you know what? Come I on, got buddy. you. I got you. Come on, buddy. 
That's for you, Scorchese. To say there's no depth in that. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to reach all the way back to a class that I took up at uh, Central Michigan University, and that was uh, one of our one of the uh, 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 cinema appreciation classes. And one of the first uh, films that we had watched was The Deer Hunter. And the whole reason behind The Deer Hunter was because at the beginning, he talks about a phrase, and that's one shot, one bullet. And then by the end, that phrase means something completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are Groot. Oh... And that's not even two people. That's a tree and a raccoon. (laughs) And it made me feel more than most movies do in that moment. We Are Groot was definitely a moment where... Come on! Like, even as someone who went into that movie kicking and screaming and not wanting to see it at that end, I was like... But but even, even in that moment, you understood... What was happening, yeah. right? And the importance of and that. And the importance of it. You knew that he was sacrificing himself. And it was sad, of course. But that moment that he says, we are Groot. Oh, I'm getting chills just thinking yeah. about it again, man. Yeah. Good old. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to flash forward to Endgame because I've got two from Endgame. Uh, and one of them is going to make Norris really mad, but I don't care. Uh, the moment where Paul Rudd. Shut up! Sorry, when Ant Man sees his daughter again, oh, and like she opens the door and he sees her grown up now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That moment, like, no, knowing how much time that, he lost, yeah, no, that I was feel brutal. You. And I then feel you. at that the hurt. end, of course, the end of the movie. Uh, oh, with, the ha- last with Happy sitting on the uh, bench with uh, uh, Tony Stark's daughter, calling all the way back to the first movie with the hamburger. But the hamburger, yeah, like, oh, uh, okay. Well, I guess I'm just gonna sit here and cry now. <laughs> Yeah, that but, that Danoma is is rough. But yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Can I go one more? Yeah, I just sure. I, as we sat here, I literally thought about the moment that I think made me the most emotional in all of superhero movies, and it's the last place you'd expect it. Mm. It's Deadpool two. Wow. And Deadpool two, when he okay. dies and she brings him through to the other side, and he all the scarring goes away, and he's just himself again. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I started crying in the theater during that part. <laughs> that that, that, that lo- got me. That that was an emotional punch you were not expecting not from Deadpool. a movie like that. Not no. in Deadpool, especially. No, oh. but, but that wasn't even the me. best Ant Man moment to me from what? from Endgame. Oh, I have to know what's the best Ant. What's the best Paul Rudd moment for <laughs> Norris, <laughs> the hater of Rudd? Yes, no, let's hear I'll it. I'll say this: a man the who hates time, Paul Rudd no, for absolutely time, no reason. The only time where I felt like, oh my god, in a brilliant moment of acting, directing, effects, everything synergized is after the Hulk snaps the gauntlet and Paul Rudd walks out and he sees the two birds land on the thing and he goes, we did it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh shit, they killed the Ant-Man. I literally screamed that out loud. Who would have thought? Not me. Damn. That, <laughs> that wasn't even dropped. I had. I'm like scouring through Twitter trying to find the video of that oh. to be able to play it. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so God. much. <laughs> that needs to be a drop oh, right now. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Oh, oh, yeah, so is, that's, Nate, that's Nate, too funny. We've all done multiple ones now. Yeah, no, What's the, yours? the one, the one that's the sticks- guy who watches them on a plane. The one that sticks out to me the most is is um and it's and it's to be fair, it's kind of the whole arc of the movie but it's the doctor strange like the arc uh, of his character the whole thing because mm-hmm. it, it takes until the moment where um 
uh, Tilda Swinton's character, I can't remember. The ancient, one. the ancient one says, it's not about you. Yeah. Ooh, it's a good moment. Oh, that kills me every time because he's There's been a lot of times in his life where Nate thinks it's all about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again, it, 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 these films have something for so many people and you pulled that out of, of that film which I think is a tragically underrated Marvel film. By I the love Doctor Strange. Me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let me pose this to you, right? Because because I think one of, another one of my favorite moments. I don't know. I don't know that necessarily pushed me to tears, but it was still very impactful. And that's uh, in in Civil War, the fight that goes on between Captain America, Bucky, and Iron Man. Right? Yeah. 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 Taking a situation like that, you could put that in any film. I'm, I'm sure if we scoured, we could find films where that type of thing goes down, yeah. and where they push each other and fight each other almost to the bitter end. Are you now telling me that because two of them have super strength, uh, 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 a metal arm, and one guy's in a suit, that because that's been added into the equation, that it somehow yeah. makes it less? Right, oh. the story being told is lesser somehow? Mm-hmm. Or, or right? Because that's really what right. this comes down to, is that because these movies have explosions, or superpowers, yeah. or guys with laser beams in their eyes, that that lessens the impact this of is the example. human it, it, element. I mean, isn't that isn't that sort of in the same way what... You know, Coppola was doing with things like The Godfather. Yes, it's, it, it's it's a movie about criminals, but it's not really about crime. It's about this family. Yes, it was a deconstruction it, it was of a, mob. It films. was yeah. It was a it was a meta. It was a meta com. It was a, there was a story within a story there yeah. that if you understood the beats of mob movies that had come for thirty years previous, that you could unravel the subtext. Yeah. Right? That's the exact same shit that he did. He did the same thing with Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And he did it with 40, 50 years of war films that had come before. Yeah. Why is it so strange to these old assholes that the same thing can be done with a dude in tights with a huge hammer and another dude who has, because wears the that, red white and blue like why why is that foreign to them because how that how is that any different from jason Bourne and a gun it's not or a hammer how, or a stick or it because it's not different it's not different how is it different than bond yeah because if you're gonna tell me that this is not good filmmaking watch Spider-Man Homecoming when they're all in the car on the way to that dance. Ooh. Oh, and tell oh my me God, that, that is not is brilliant fucking filming. Yeah. I still have, I still need to see that movie. The Homecoming. Go watch Homecoming. It. When he's that, in the car the with, uh, with, 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 with Oh, not far from Tell me that is not one of the most brilliant when moments. he makes the connection. And he makes the connection and you see it. You yeah. see it on his face. Yep. And it's oh. like... Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Tell me that ain't the height of tension, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I, I, I just, I think it's intensely unfair to single these types of movies out because they do well, and that seems to really be what it is. Is that you know these these guys have had successful filmmaking careers. The terrain has shifted underneath them, and I can understand how they can have some sour grapes about it. But just admit that you you have sour grapes. And I'll say this: Do you, and enjoy get, and enjoy the money that Netflix and Hulu and all of these different platforms are going to be able to continue to make you. Yeah. And I just get angry at it because this is the same stuff 
that those who came before them said about their films oh, and the violence mm. and the profanity yep. and the content that was in their films. It's the same thing. Yep. And you would think after all this time, somebody would say, you know what? That's their thing. Not my thing. But doesn't it depress you to know in 30 years we'll be saying that about some new genre of film? I refuse to believe that. I hope. So. No, I hope you're you know right. what? I refuse no, no, no. To believe because here's that. the thing. I think that we kind of actually went through that a little bit with, with Fortnite. Fortnite. And while we all yeah. can agree Fortnite is not our type of game, we see the impact that it's had on the industry. Yeah. And I can't call Fair. it a shit game. Yeah. No, I will never Nobody call it a shit game. Nobody in this game. room can call it a I can't. shit game. I can't argue that. It's not I can say player. I don't like it. I, mean, I don't want to play it. I, I, I do think that it's important to note some of the voices that you don't really see in this conversation. You know, you don't see your David Lynch's out there talking about how super uh, superhero movies are ruining your ability to make movies. You don't see Inaratu saying this. You, you don't ever, see Quartum saying You this. don't see Quentin Tarantino. Nope. You don't see Oliver Stone. And I think that these are guys who have not just made critically acclaimed films, but they've also made some really bad movies in yeah. there too or movies that people don't really understand so they've seen more of both sides of it as yeah. opposed to being largely lauded by the academy for the vast majority of your work i mean yeah. i think david lynch is only getting an honorary academy award this year and that that dude, he's been making movies since 1972 right yeah um so you know i i i I, I think that it's it's an interesting conversation, uh, you know, and what we've talked about has been really interesting. Um, but I, I I would just like them to shut up and, I, I actually, and allow allow people to make their friggin' money. I actually found a quote from David Lynch, not specifically on Marvel movies, but this was made around the time that, that Twin Peaks was returning to TV. So in general, I think he was still commenting on them. Uh, but he says, so many films were not doing well at the box office, even though they might have been great films. And the things that were doing well at the box office weren't the things that I would want to do. I can respect that's, that. That's a totally that's respectable statement. Yes. In, instead of coming out and saying superhero films are despicable. He, yeah. he literally, he just says, it's not my bag. Yeah. That's great. Hey, can we end this on a quote from Steven Spielberg? We absolutely can. Every time I go to a movie, it's magic, no matter what the movie's about. There it is. It's a great quote to end on. There it is, Esteban Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't think you would automatically assume these guys in this conversation to be the level-headed ones. Mm -hmm. No, no, not typically. Anyway, thanks for uh, joining us for this discussion today on the Checkpoint XP podcast. CheckpointXP.com is where you can find out more info about the show, interviews from past episodes, and a whole lot more. It's CheckpointXP.com. Stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media. That's CheckpointXP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple podcast feed and giving us a rating and a review. Checkpoint XP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. Our theme is provided by the band Weird at Last. For the Checkpoint XP crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and and Joe Sloan. My name's A. Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint XP podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointXP.com. Yeah.